Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lost Talk Radio. Two guys talking sports from a fan's perspective. I just like I just like what Carolina's putting together. You, I mean, their quarterback is better than Chad Henney. So Cam Newton's better than Chad Henney. So would you say at the end of the season that you're willing to say Carolina's going to have a better record than uh, than uh, the Dolphins? I think so. I think I think Carolina will have a better record than the Dolphins because the Dolphins have a tougher division in the AFC East. So are we taking this. Okay, so yeah, end of the season. I want to I want to go back to that one because I'm not buying Cam Newton is good, but I, Cam Newton is good, but I'm I'm just I'm not buying him as a quarterback as far as leading them to the pro, the pro Promised land or, or winning season, I'm not buying it. It's Rocket Voice Fisher. This is the RF Sports Show. Coming at you twice a week, only on Deep End Media, Cutting Edge Entertainment. Welcome everyone to our radio show. This is our sports podcast. RF Sports Radio. I'm your host, RF. I'm going to be joined by my co-host, Royster, in just a second. And we're doing something brand new for those that are listeners of our show. We're going to be broadcasting with you guys every day this week in an effort to try to give you up-to-the-minute, up-to-the-day sports news. So make sure you follow our show on Twitter. Go to twitter.com slash Radio or Go to our website, rfsportsradio.com. Let me bring Royce on. Royce, how are you, sir? Good morning, Rodney. How are you? I'm doing great this morning. I got my coffee. I got my sports. We got some stuff to talk about. Well, Big I, day I, hope got, I hope you got some tissue uh, <laughs> to dry your eyes you on the cowboy lot yesterday. Right. You had to go there, huh? Yeah, I had to go there. Yes, I did. <laughs> But we're going to talk a lot of Cowboys. We're going to talk about the NFL as a whole. We're also going to spend some time on what happened last week. We're we're based right here in Dallas, so we're still kind of feeling a little iffy this Monday morning about what happened last Friday night and also last Thursday night as well, too. We'll get into a little bit of that. We've only got a 30-minute show, so let's get to it as quick as we can. Top stories. Let's go through some things that are really affecting the sports world that has everyone talking around the water cooler today, and let's start with college football. The USC and the Stanford game went to three overtimes, a great game. The Stanford was able to win 56-48. to 48. Andrew Luck, as everyone knows, is going to be one of the top draft picks in the upcoming draft, at least they want him to be. Had a pretty decent game overall. He did throw an interception, but that's to be expected. He did, he did uh, also lead them to a victory, but there is some little controversy brewing between USC coach Lane Kiffin in his second year. He basically says he told the referee, didn't specify which one, but told the referee before the final play in regulation he wanted a timeout after the Trojans ran a play, which began about nine seconds left on the clock. They did the screen pass to Robert Woods. He was tackled with one second left and the clock was left to run on into overtime. They did not give him the timeout as he specified 
at the end of the play. Now, Royce, with all that being said, if you know for sure, you know, if you tell a referee, hey, I want this timeout when he gets tackled, the referee tells you yes, do you expect the referee to do what he says? Uh, of course. Ronnie, you had some feedback coming in. It's kind of background noise. I don't know what that is. But, uh, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. The referee should have been all on top of that. You know, you call a timeout, you expect to have a timeout. I mean, you know, even if you got one guy's attention is supposed to be, uh, everybody's supposed to know. But it was one of those things that happens in football, you know, could, you know, cost you the game. But that's, that, that's the way it crumbles sometimes. These guys are human. They don't always get it right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they don't always get it right. And, and and I think he's really upset about this because they had a chance, I guess, in that one second to get a play off and possibly win the game before you go into overtime. In, in situations like this, it's kind of a catch-22 because if they would have won that game in three overtimes, they had three chances to win. If they would have won right. that game, we wouldn't be talking about this at all. And, it and would have been a second. Yeah, not at all. And then with one second on the clock, I mean, you have to think, you know what, it's not, you know, it's a bang-bang play. Anything could happen. So it's not necessarily the fault of the referee. I'm not going to put it all on the referee, although he says he was deceived and he's really upset about it. I'll be upset, too, when I lose in a three-overtime game. Oh, yeah. And uh, those things happen. And, you know, uh, you can always look back and say it shouldn't have came to this. Uh, they could have won a game or lost the game on that play. But those things happen in football. Sometimes the refs don't always get it right. We've seen this countless times in the NBA uh, and also in the NFL, you know. But these guys are human, and uh, that's the whole purpose of having this to replay, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But unfortunately, this is a college game, a little bit different than the NFL game. Let's jump to the World Series talking. And here in Dallas, of course, we're experiencing some the World Series woes, I guess uh, blues, the best way to say Yeah, yeah. World Series yeah. Blues. <laughs> like the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, the St. Louis Cardinals fans, they jammed downtown yesterday on Sunday to honor the World Series champion Cardinals. And their message at this particular rally for the Cardinals was pretty concise. Uh, they had a little parade, you know, for the fans there. Of course, we used to parades here in Dallas when we had one with the Mavericks, but these these are the Rangers, and they lose for the second time in the World Series. Now, during this celebration, Royce, the fans all were chanting. Everyone had one particular message they wanted to get across to the team, and that's for Albert Pujols to stay and stay in St. Louis. Well, you know, that's going to be a big topic over the offseason this year, him staying. And uh, I don't know if they have the money. But I'm pretty sure he's going to get multiple offers. They're going to come up with a lot of money to match him. Yeah, they're going to have to come up with a lot of money. And they have some people they have to pay, too. they got to pay Matt Holiday. They also have some right. pitching they have to take care of with Carpenter and Adam Wainwright, who will be back next year after being injured this season. And when Pujols got to the podium and, and all the chants and all the people were talking about, hey, he wants you to stay, stick around, his answer was, hey, why not? So apparently he's trying to feed into the energy because hopefully what's going to happen is going to help him get a big contract. Uh, he wants right. a long 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 term contract. He turns 32 before next season, which is 
pretty old, I guess, if you think about it, in Major League Baseball ranks. And despite his career average of 328, he's had 455 home runs, and he's a status as a team's icon. He could very well not be in St. Louis next year, and that would be pretty hard for St. Louis Cardinals fans to deal with. And it would be hard for him to get a long-term contract with anybody else. And like you said, the age factor has a lot to do with it. Uh, you know, even if he just stayed another year in St. Louis, he could command at least $25 million or more, you know, just for a year. But, yeah, he could, he could get a he could get a lot more than that. I think more than twenty five. Right. Yeah, I think he's like at least Right, that that's at least twenty five. Right, that's a starting point twenty five. But uh, uh, and uh, I'm so interested in what's the future for the Rangers. I mean, what do they need to do? Come back to back? They came up short two years in a row. What does this team need right. to do? Well, that's what I want to get into next because, I mean, if, if, if you can't talk about a little bit what the this feeling was going through here in Dallas. I mean, we've lost two World Series championships. Last year I think we were just kind of happy to be in the World Series, and this year we're happy that we had a chance to win. But, again, we lost after having two chances to close it out with only one strike left to go. You know, and, and this one hurt worse. And like you said, the first one, we were just happy to be there. This one, we were so close. Last year, we were kind of out of it, blowed out. This year, we were so close. And it came down to one pitch riding, and not one time, but twice. That's what hurt so bad, you know, that they had two chances, well, more than two chances to win this game. And they should have won it. The errors cost them. And we weren't talking about big errors. These were errors that shouldn't have never happened, you know, yeah. to begin with. And I think this one hurt worse. Because I I was on the phone with several people doing this game, and we 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 were almost at the point we were getting ready to celebrate, and it was yanked from us twice. So I think that's what hurt so bad. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that. It, it was a hard loss, and a lot of the media uh, nationwide is thinking that we're really hard on on Nelly Cruz. But again, it, it's kind of you know you, you're you're mad at him for not making that catch, but again, life goes on. And you got to move forward to next season. The Rangers have bigger problems than Nelly Cruz right now. They got to figure out oh, what they're going to do with C.J. Wilson, who they're going to bring in. There was talk about them trying to get Sabathia since he can't opt out of his contract. He's been well, offered a deal for the Yankees. Right. <laughs> he's been yeah, offered a deal for the Yankees that he's sitting on right now until he gets some other offers to come in. So, so we'll see how that goes. Let's take a quick break, Royce, on the short show. When we come back, we jump into the NFL talk. We talk about the Cowboys and their huge, huge loss last night. I also get into a little Tim Tebow, well, I expect what he was not huge. able to do. It's huge to you because you're a Cowboy fan. Well, you picked the Cowboys coming. yesterday. You no, picked no, the Cowboys on Saturday. No, no, yes, no I didn't. Yes, you did. No, you picked them on Saturday. No, no as a matter of fact, That's we can like go a, back and listen to that show. I never picked the Cowboys. Never. Yeah, you picked them this past Saturday. Not even against St. Louis. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back, guys. We have we have more NFL talk to go. You listen to the RF Sports Radio podcast here on Halloween, October thirty first, two thousand eleven. I got up this morning late again, rushing, trying to get to the station. Didn't have time to fix coffee or breakfast or even grab a lunch. And I jumped in my car and realized, ah, I don't even have gas. I stopped by the Texaco in DeSoto on Hampton and Pleasant Run, 
walked in and immediately thought this can't be a gas station. And I was right. It was Maryland's Fine Foods. The the friendly staff there was able to give me a fresh-made breakfast from scratch, also a gourmet box lunch, and not to mention a tank of gas, too. I got to work and had an awesome day and then thought my family would love to have a break from fast food. So I went online to Maryland's Fine Foods and placed an order for my entire family. And you know what? When I got to the soda, it was hot and ready for me to pick up on my way in. Trust me, guys, you got to try Maryland's Fine Foods, located in DeSoto at Hampton Road and Pleasant Run. Give them a call at 972-274-1070. That's 972-274-1070. Or try them online at marylandsfinefoods.com. Two guys talking sports from a fan's perspective. I just like I just like what Carolina's putting together. You, I mean, their quarterback is better than Chad Henney. So Cam Newton's better than Chad Henney. So would you say at the end of the season that you're willing to say Carolina's going to have a better record than uh, than uh, the Dolphins? I think so. I think I think Carolina will have a better record than the Dolphins because the Dolphins have a tougher division in the AFC East. So are we taping this? Okay. So yeah, end of the season. I want to I want to go back to that one because I'm not buying Cam Newton is good, but I, Cam Newton is good, but I'm I'm just I'm not buying him as a quarterback as far as leading them to the the. Promised land or, or winning season, I'm not buying it. It's Rocket Boy Fisher. This is the RF Sports Show. Coming at you twice a week, only on Deep End Media, Cutting Edge Entertainment. Welcome back to our podcast show here at the RF Sports Radio Show. We're uh, in two different studios today, so we do apologize for any. Uh, bad sound or any kind of uh, feedback that you may be getting. We're in two separate studios today doing our show because that's the way we do things. We like to cover more than one sport at a time and give you guys all the knowledge about everything. So make sure you can get you can get this podcast delivered to your phone, your your audio device every day. All you have to do is subscribe to our iTunes feed. Go to iTunes, do a search for RF Sports Radio. Find us, subscribe, and get this delivered to your iPod or your laptop every day. You don't have to go find it online. Or log on to rfsportsradio.com, click on the podcast button, and you can find all our podcast shows there as well. And make sure you tune in every Saturday for our live show on deepinmedia.net where we have our guests, we have everybody on, a big show. We had a big show this past Saturday, an even bigger show planned for this upcoming Saturday as well. Let's jump into some NFL talk and start off with, of course, some of the stories from Week 8 before we get to the big games and the big stories. Let's recap what actually happened in Week 8. The Colts, again, don't win a game. They lose 27-10 to to the Tennessee Titans, a Titans team that I really can't get my finger on, Roy, so I don't know Nobody exactly can. what the Titans are doing. But their defense is holding it down for them. And again, they played a winless team. But – Javon Ringer, 14 carries, 60 yards, did better than Chris Johnson. Even when they got in around the goal line in the red zone, they put in Javon Ringer, not Chris Johnson. So, Russ, i got to ask you, what is up with Chris Johnson? We know he had to hold out. He got started late. I think it's more of a mental thing than a physical thing. I, I, I do too, Rodney. And you, you're right. That is a big topic. It has to be in Tennessee. He hadn't done much this year. I mean, 
go from the leading rusher last year to almost nothing this year. I don't know if it's a revamp for the team or the way they're using him, but he came to, he can't seem to get on track. Uh, no, I can't get on track. But, but, but Tennessee has found a way to win. What are they, three and four? A four and yeah, three? Tennessee now is four and three now. They're four, four and three. three. They're hanging yeah, in the division. And they, and they kind of quietly winning games. I know yeah. that they without the help of Chris Townsend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they've been really good at home. They're three and one at home. Uh, they got some a lot more road games to come up in their schedule. So we'll see what this team is made of. The Indianapolis Colts, Curtis Painter, 26 for 49, 250 yards, but no touchdowns. And he actually... The quarterback, you know, you know the coach is in trouble when the offense, the quarterback is their leading rusher in the game, seven right, carries, right. seventy-nine yards. So that's not coach football. We know that Manning is a pocket passer. Royce, right. do they continue to lose games? You think they will draft a quarterback, or they're going to go with Manning? Or what uh, you think? Uh, well, they're going to have to. Apparently, I don't think we're getting all the info on Manning. I think it's a lot worse than they had anticipated because we were expecting him to be back. And, and now that yeah. he's out for the whole season, Hasselbeck is it has made a difference in this team. I, I, I'm I'm sorry. Let me take that back. They hadn't made much drive, whatever, but they have no running game, Rodney. Joseph yeah, has it, been banged up. He's hurt, and, you know. Yeah. Right, and that's always been the their forte is having a running game and a passing game. They have neither one of them right now. Yeah, neither one. Neither one. So we'll, we'll, we might have to discuss that later on this week about what the coach should do. That might be a good topic for a later show. Other other scores real quick. The Giants, they beat the Dolphins, come back to, to win that game in the fourth quarter, 20-17. to 17. Thought the Dolphins were going to get their first win, but the Giants keep fighting back there, 5-2. and two. The Dolphins, of course, have not won a game. Uh, and then the Vikings, they get a win. They go to 2-6. and six. They beat the Panthers, 24-21. And what field goals in the fourth quarter? Yeah, field goal in the fourth quarter put them up. And Cam Newton again, he's my fantasy quarterback. He's doing a great job. 22 for 35, 290 yards, three TDs, on pace to break all kind of quarterback rookie records, man. He's going to be breaking not just uh, not running records, but passing records. And he right. still runs the ball. He had 53 yards rushing yesterday, too. Yeah, I think it was on four carries. And uh, Cam Newton is, boy, he's a phenomenon. He is really something else. Uh, I was pulling for Carolina because they really, I prayed them. It's just a few things that they came up short on. But I was pulling for Cam Newton to have his third win, and it didn't yeah. happen. But, 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 but listen, they, they end every game that they play, and they're almost there. When they learn how to close out, they would be mm-hmm. a great team and be a, a, yeah. a fourth record with in the future. Oh, I agree. They just need to get a defense to match that offense that they have. Right. Steve Smith has been on the tear. He's got seven receptions, 100 yards, one TD. Leads the league in receiving yards with a rookie quarterback. That tells you pretty much everything you need to know about that Carolina offense. Uh, the Ravens, they escape. Go Boy, ahead. I'm pretty sure him and Cam are real good friends. He has to oh, love I bet it. they are. You know, <laughs> I Steve bet they Smith are. Was, he was just growing up until he got He was talking about leaving. Until yeah, Cam got there. Tell, and you can tell, yeah, you can right. tell they're really good friends after Cam threw his first touchdown and to Steve Smith and Steve Smith kept the ball. Then they right. give it to Cam. Right. 
Right. <laughs> you can tell how good of friends they really are. Uh, the, the Ravens, they escaped the Cardinals 30-27, to barely what getting a win at 5-2. Yeah, what a comeback for them. The Texans, they beat up on the Jaguars 24-14. The Bills beat, beat, beat the Reds 23-0. Uh, the right. Bills, Shut of course, beat the Cowboys. Shut them out. The team, the Cowboys, got to play. That, that Bills defense is, is, is really, really good. And I think the Redskins are in a lot of trouble. You, then you had the uh, the 49ers and the Browns. The San Francisco 49ers improved to 6-1, and one, believe it or wow. not, as they beat the Browns 20-10. to 10. And the Bengals and the Seahawks, the Bengals, all over the Seahawks, 34-12. to 12. The Bengals are 5-2, and two, Roy. They, they, they could be a, a quiet 5-2. Yeah, they They're could very be a quiet 5-2, right. Nobody's talking about the Bengals, but they're they're right in the thick of it. And they've got a rookie quarterback too, Andrew Andy Dalton, was eighteen for twenty nine, right. one hundred sixty eight yards, threw two touchdowns, and his rookie wide receiver, AJ Green, four receptions, sixty three yards, and one touchdown. They've got an offense they're putting together there in Cincinnati. So we found out the problem in Cincinnati was Carson Palmer and Ocho Cinco, huh? I guess so, and T.O. <laughs> and T.O. And all so. three are gone, and they had the best season they've had in the last couple of years, you know. So yeah, I, what does that say about it? And we always thought it. it was the coach. We put it on, you know, on the coach, and we thought he was gone. Apparently it wasn't him. It was, the problem was those three guys, I guess. Yeah. Let's jump into some of the bigger games and the stories that everyone's talking about today around the water cooler and that's the – the Saints and the Rams. The Rams get their first win. They jump out to a 17 to nothing lead wow. at halftime, going to win the game 31 to 21. They were able to hold Breeze to 30 for 44, 269 yards, one touchdown. Of course, you can tell he did throw the ball a lot. Uh, they only rushed for one touchdown. And AJ Feely, out of nowhere for the Rams, had an awesome day. Only had 175 yards. But I saw some of the passes he made. He, he fit the ball through some tight windows and they coverage for the Saints, able to get the Rams their first win, a home game. And and, and, and really, Steven Jackson, 159 yards, Royce, two touchdowns, 25 carries. He's been banged up this year but finally had a really big game, and the, and the Rams get their first win against against the Saints. Well, he's healthy now, and that showed yesterday. And I was really surprised. With, with this win by the Saints, I mean, I mean the Rams, I'm sorry, and hats off to St. Louis because for them to come back after that awful defeat from Dallas last week and to win yeah. the game, nobody expected it. It was kind of a surprise. So uh, hats off to the Saints. Maybe this turns this team around. So what does it say about the Saints? What does it say about the Saints? Did they just have a bad game? I mean, are they, you know, you have those games where you kind of get sucked into, you kind of lose. I mean, what, the Saints losing to the Rams, a team that hasn't won a game, I mean, that's a big, pretty big thing. Well, the odds and and uh, Vegas had to go nuts on this one because nobody expected it. I I don't know if it, they just got outplayed. They just really did. I don't know what else to say. Uh, the Rams didn't give up. The Rams played harder than the Saints that day. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could definitely say that. It was a good game, nonetheless, and, and congratulations to the Rams for getting their win. They finally get off the slide and get one win. Of course, it wasn't with their franchise quarterback, Sam Bradford, but A.J. Philly did a great job of filling in. Steven Jackson Maybe the Cardinals had something to do with that. 
<laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, the, maybe the Cardinals gave inspiration to win Sunday. Maybe that had some. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, the big game on the AFC side, of course, was the Patriots and the Steelers. Tom Brady, of course, six and one against the Steelers against Ben Roethlisberger, and the Steelers get the win at home. They're undefeated at home. They won twenty-five to seventeen. They improved to six and two. The Patriots are five and two. And the Steelers really dominated this game from the start. They went in the halftime up 17-10, to 10, and uh, they really didn't, didn't let go after that, didn't score any touchdowns after that, but were able to get a safety, a field goal, and a field goal in the third quarter to win 25-17. to 17. And, Royce, would you have to say now that the Steelers are the best team in the AFC after they beat the Patriots? And you have to say that. And the defense is back. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, they had Palomalo's back, and I think this defense had figured it out, and they just really put a whooping on the New England. This, you know, it's been a long time coming, a couple of years since they dominated New England. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. I had to talk, and I, I think it was just our coach, to be honest mm. with you. I think, that, I think they were just our coach and our play. Now, the Patriots were coming off a of bye week. You would think that they always playing to have them ready to play, you know? And they always win after a bye. <laughs> but I think Pittsburgh was better prepared. They were outplayed and outcoached. And they, the Steelers' defense, as you mentioned, they were awesome yesterday. They held Tom Brady to only 198 yards passing and two touchdowns. And I'll take that against Brady because you know how we know that offense is. And what, 38, 38 yards receiving? Yeah, what Walker didn't have it at all. No, right. And then Marshall Falk was their leading rusher, six carries, 32 yards, no touchdowns. That's not going to get it done. Rashard Mendenhall for the Steelers was able to rush for 13 carries, 70 yards when he's back. And you got that running game in Pittsburgh. That's going to help right. them out a whole lot going down the stretch. So they, they're, they're yeah. peaking right at the right time. That's right. Yeah, absolutely right. And we got right, to talk about the, yeah, I was going to go there next. I, I, the last game we got to discuss was the last game of the night. The Cowboys and the Eagles. And I have to say it as a Cowboy fan, the Cowboys got smashed. I mean, they got smashed from the beginning to end. They came out to 24 to nothing lead in the halftime. They won 34 to 7. And it was all about that offense of the Eagles and the poor defense of the Cowboys. After Rob Ryan talked all that trash before the season started right. about right. this is being an overhyped team, and and you heard uh, you heard Deshaun Jackson make comments about it last week. I didn't know they were going to come out and do it like this. They really made a point to put points on the board against that defense of the Cowboys. The first the first half alone, they had over twenty first downs compared to only right. two for the Cowboys. And every time they touched the ball, Royce, they scored a touchdown. And one time they scored a field goal. But every time they touched the ball, they scored during that first half. And, and this was a really a surprising game for me yesterday. I thought the Cowboys win last week over the Rams was somewhat of a fluke. But I thought maybe they were getting it together because they had such a tremendous running game that I thought it would be a much better game. But apparently Philadelphia has something in store for Dallas. They proved it yesterday. I think the coaches were our coached. The players were our played. And Dallas defense, 
it like had to be the, the one of the worst defense in the league yesterday. They gave up everything, uh, 500 yards, uh, gave up 185 yards running, and you know, I, I and it, it was it was terrible. I mean, uh, I think they were coached. I think they expected something, and Philly did something just the opposite of what they expected. Uh, the play calling for the Dallas offense was terrible. Uh, I mean, uh, Des Bryant didn't catch a pass, but I think he caught one. I think uh, Miles Austin would throw to one time, and the running game was non-existent. Yeah, actually, uh, they targeted Des Bryant five times yesterday. He had three catches, but only right. 28 yards. Jason Wooden had four catches, 28 yards. Miles Austin was held to three catches, 27 yards. And those are your, those are your, those are your three guys. Yeah, that, that, and that's your team. That's your one of them had over 30 maker. yards. Right, that's your star makers right there. And if they and don't get the ball, you don't do much. You give them three to four catches and, need, and none of them go over 30 yards, that is a play calling issue. Right, right. That's a huge play calling issue. And you're right, Rashawn McCord rushed for 185 yards last night, two TDs. The Cowboys came into the game with the best rushing defense in the NFL, but that's already gone. The Eagles offense was able to put up a ton of yards against the Cowboys. And also the time of possession, Royce, this will tell you what you need to know. The Eagles had the ball on offense 42 minutes of that game. The Cowboys had the ball 17 minutes of that game. You, you just can't win like that. You cannot win like that. I, I don't understand what the defense was doing. I saw guys looking at each other wondering who's supposed to be covering him, who's supposed to have this guy, and you give up 495 yards against the Eagles, don't create any turnovers. The first time the Eagles have played a game and not have not one turnover in the game. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous for this defense to, to act like that. Sorry, Rodney. Hello? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes. And it's ridiculous for that defense to even act like that. Let's take a caller real quick. We've got someone calling in. Uh, call, I'll identify you by the last four of your number, 9630. You're on the RF Sports Radio podcast. What's your comment? Hello, caller. 865. I think we lost him. Call you live on the air. Must have been one uh, Cowboy fan. <laughs> All right, so hopefully if you want to get back in, you're more than welcome to. Well, the Cowboys, again, Royce, as I mentioned, just, just basically just – I don't want to talk about it. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on before I get too heated about the Cowboys. Well, let me ask you something. Where do they go from here? I mean, uh, well, they, do you expect I need the team to make show. a playoff? I, I I I think they still have a chance to make the playoffs. Don't get me wrong, but I expect you know at this point right now I don't know what to expect from this team. I hope they make the playoffs. I think they have a great chance. This loss doesn't take you out of that scenario. You can still win the division. They still have a chance to do something. So I I feel like you know what they can still get it done, and I think they will get it done. I think they'll still make the playoffs. Of course, the scenario we can go through later on. Before we go, since we run out of time, Royce, let's go ahead and talk about Monday night's game, which will be the San Diego Chargers against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chargers come in with a lead in the AFC West. Right now they are 4-3, and three, or 4-2, I'm sorry, and the Chiefs are 3-3. Three and three. With the win tonight at home, the Chiefs could get their share of the lead of the AFC West. 
What do you think is going to happen tonight, Roy? I think this is a scary game. It is Halloween, right? Right. I, I think it is a scary game for San Diego. Uh, Kansas City turned it around last week. You know, we always knew this was a good team, but they always came up short. Or they didn't play to their potential, what everybody expected. But at the same time, we don't know what San Diego team is going to show up. Phillip Rivers yeah. can, can be great, and he can be erratic. So this is a good Halloween night game, and it is a scary game for San Diego. Now, the Chiefs pride themselves on their home field advantage. Only one and one at home, uh, but they have won some games here of late. They are looking a lot better than they used to. They're missing, of course, their star running back um, after injury out for the entire season. So we'll see what happens at this point. they got Jackie Battle running the ball. He's been pretty good for them. And Phillip Rivers is having another great year. Over 1,700 yards passing and seven TDs right now. Matt Castle only 1,100 yards passing with eight TDs. So it will be a good game. Vegas has this game going to San Diego by four. I don't know. They're on the road. I think the Chargers do come out. I think they win this game. I just think they have too many weapons on offense, especially having their tight end back uh, now, Antonio Gates, and now they opens up their offense even more for them to do more things. I think the Chargers win this game and win this game big. Tonight on Monday Night Football. I, I, I think it's going to be a perfect Halloween game. It's going to be scary. Depends on if you're a San Diego fan. No doubt. So we see you so guys tomorrow. That's right. Trick we'll see you guys tomorrow. Make, make sure that you make sure that you definitely check out our show tomorrow. We will be here with you again, 8:30 a.m. Central Standard Time, right here. And also download our podcast by going to iTunes, doing a search for RF Sports Radio. You can download the shows there. Go to our website, rfsportsradio.com. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash rfsportsradio. Send us an email if you want to get involved with our show or play it on your network, rfsportsradio at gmail.com. And we will see you guys tomorrow. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Jumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.